I don't know what your relationship is like with your father, but really good. But mine is, you know, I love my father. Oh, I'm sorry, I just flexed on you, and I went really good. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry, my dad loves me, dude. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use my code NASH and get $20 off your first order. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing great. As you know, I've been going on tour all summer long, and the tour continues into the fall. Dayton, Ohio, November 4th. Liberty Township, Ohio, November 5th. And then Irvine, California, November 12th. I'll be back here, which is really cool. Irvine's only uh, 45 minutes away from here, so that's a fun show to play. Go down there and knock it out. Meet you guys. Can't wait to meet you guys here in California. San Jose, November 19th, December 10th. And Oxnard, California, December 17th, rounding out the year in Ontario, California. Come see me. Come see me live jasonnashtour.com enjoy today's podcast love you guys guys what's up welcome to the podcast all good things podcast again uh here with somebody who is a, is a phenomenon really and a, and a wonderful chap too funny uh handsome guy athletic oh, wow. podcaster um always been kind to me came and did uh one of my roasts and killed it thank you uh, with the help of whitney cummings joke writing mm. um but the delivery was there and uh josh richards hello 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 thank you for having me dude thank you for being here of course of course this is a great little studio it's cute we yeah uh, it, we did what we could this this studio was probably like 1100 bucks dude it's so, awesome do you guys like rent this place out uh yeah if you want to come rent it you want to do bffs from here <laughs> this is great dude i feel like you could easily rent this out in la people are everyone has a podcast now why, why don't you do B, bffs all together Man. What's happened? How come? Because wait, I love the show. I love Dave. I love when he trashes me. Mm. Um, and I love when you defend me. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> you got always you. defend me. <laughs> I got to be there. You're looking good, dude. You look amazing. Like, come on. That was so funny. Like, he, he was like, the first time I got on his radar was on BFFs. And I was like, I, I was talking about something. And I got on his radar. He didn't know who I was. But like, you knew who I was. Mm -hmm. Maybe Brianna knew who I was. And he was like, Jason Nash is like, this guy's in the vlog squad. <laughs> this guy looks 80. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, damn, I was like, that's cold. And I was like, but I get it. I, I, he said it looked like a grandmother and I do. But then the fucking thing that really got me, Josh, right. Is I worked my ass off yeah. for two years, a year and a half, two years, <laughs> worked my ass off, try to get in shape. I finally get there. I'm not thinking about Dave Portnoy. No, you know? no, I'm not thinking about him at all. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about myself. Go about right, my day. Right. And then I come on BFFs again. And, you know, David had posted a picture of me ripped, you know. And so, of course, it got on your radar. And um, he's like, I think it looks weird. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, what do you want, dude? <laughs> it's hard to please that guy. Hard you know to what please. I mean? You, when, you were, when you were out of shape, he didn't fuck with it. When you <laughs> were in shape, he didn't fuck with it. But that's what, oh. I, love. That's what I love about him is like, I know when he says something, he's just saying what he thinks. Yeah. There's nothing behind it. No. There's no, no animosity. Like, he gave Dobrix a bad rating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gave it, like, a 6-4. Yep. And, and, uh, and so, and I was just like, you know, I think that's probably what he really thought. 
Yeah, I don't think this guy. I don't think he's <laughs> yeah. saying things to be mean. Like when he, I think it's just he has no filter. Yeah, right. So when something comes to his mind, he just says it. Where you know most human beings, we kind of like think about what we're gonna say. We're like, all right, does that sound? How would I feel if I said that? <laughs> Which is a terrible web to be in. Like you're like, what am I, what do I say about this? How do I say this politely? Right, right. Or and he he doesn't bother with that. Yeah, it's all our PR training that we've been put through, and he's just done none of it. Yeah. Which works. Is Brianna works that really way well. too? Um, I think she's a, more careful about what she says. I think, you know, she definitely has had times where she says things and then regrets it. Like there's been a time where she like made comments about Taylor Swift or something. <laughs> and then she just realized like, oh, okay, the Swifties are too, they're too strong. They're too strong. What, what was I thinking? You know? Dude, um, I, I can't, I, I'm so tired. to sick of hearing about Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance loves Taylor Swift. We spent, uh, thousands of dollars to go see her in vegas mm. and it was great yeah you know phenomenal show it, it's great it, it was great i will say that but it's not my cup of tea, cup of tea. Mm. um and uh and it was the best night of her life and then so and then i'm like okay good that's over like taylor had her run in this house yep. wonderful mm. we did it and then it just keeps coming the movie yeah. comes out this weekend and that's all she's talking about oh 96, you're gonna have to go to it yeah, yeah gonna have to go to it yep. 96 million at the box office um and uh it's just like Sometimes when I see stuff like that, I'm like, it's enough mm. about one person. Right. How about somebody else? Someone else getting the psyche. Yeah. Who's, where's, uh, how about Dua Lipa? Yeah. Let's, let's get, let's, let's, let's have Dua Lipa have a run. Or like Ariana Grande has been pretty silent for a while, you know? <laughs> yes. Where's she at? What's she doing besides dating that guy that did the voice of SpongeBob or whatever it is? Like, where, where's she at? Hmm. I like having you here because you know about sports. What do you think about, uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor. I mean, we talked about this. Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit on BFS. Obviously, it's all over the headlines. So I think I think it's a great couple. I think it's pretty cool because yeah. I think personally, when you look at people that Taylor Swift has dated in the past, it's been very different from a Travis Kelsey type. You know, yes. someone that is athletic, someone that's got like, yeah. she's usually dating these people that are more in the public eye around, you know, music or whatnot. They're more of an artist, but now she's going for that athlete type. I think it works. I think it, I think it works well. You like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't need it like necessarily shoved down my throat when I'm watching Sunday football. Yeah. But you know, it's good. It's just, they it's talk good. about it a lot on Sunday football. Every touchdown, every <laughs> touchdown, it cuts to her. Even if it's not Travis Kelsey. I think I was watching like uh, a Bills game the other day and they just cut to they cut to her watching the Kansas City game in the middle of it. I was like, whoa, that's weird. They cut to the that was a replay blood. of last week. I don't understand why that's being shown after <laughs> Josh Allen throws a touchdown. But um, no, yeah, I think, I think, you know, the NFL's eating it up. Like they, they're smart. They realize like, yeah. If 2% of people that started watching NFL because of Taylor Swift came on, right? If 2% out of that that group became football fans, yeah. that's a huge win for the NFL. So yeah. they're going to market the hell out of Taylor Swift. Of course, they're going to put it in the bio of the NFL and be like, Chiefs 2-0 and since being Swifties. You know what I mean? Like They're going to do all those things. It's, it's not great. in the bio. Oh, it was in the bio. I, I promise. I promise if you went and looked, it was like Chiefs 2-0 and since being Swifties. Everything, everything was about her. She took over. She's going to make $4.1 billion off her tour. It's ridiculous. They tried to do a sketch like that on Saturday Night Live this past weekend. It was like Terry Bradshaw talking about Taylor Swift and Michael Strahan. And, uh, and, and, and that's the problem with comedy a little bit now. It's like, I didn't think the sketch hit, but because it's almost like everyone's so savvy that when you watch the NFL today, those guys are funny in their own right. Mm. You know what I mean? So sometimes stuff doesn't really 
work because they're already doing it. Commercials are already doing what SNL does. Um, Fox NFL has become such a... Or how about that show with uh, Shaq and uh, the the NBA pregame show? What do they do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even like Pat McAfee has one McAfee, before yeah. the NFL now too, yep. which is like very comedic and is like playing with the audience and all that. So yeah, it's harder when you know your place like SNL that does parody, like to parody a parody is a little bit difficult. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so tough. It, it's so tough to be uh, SNL, especially too with like, um, all the jokes get hit on TikTok mm. from Monday to Friday. Yeah. And then SNL has to come and try to do something Saturday night. That is different than everything that you've seen all week yeah. long on TikTok, which people are quick, man. They, they yeah. see something and it's like, they're posting it an hour after they just, was or ju- the the popular moment was just put out in the cycle you know what i mean like yeah. people are taking that going in their room filming on their phone editing it on tiktok and being able to post so quickly where snl can't do that that fast no there was a joke that this comedian fahim anwar told i saw it on wednesday and it was like him at the comedy store maybe the night before and it was a great joke it was like um i was mia khalifa said all this stuff about israel and palestine she lost her sponsorship with Playboy, mm. and but I couldn't get that far because I started Googling her, something like that, you know? Like, yeah. I, I never figured out what happened because I, I went down like a Mia Khalifa. I'm butchering the joke. But I the, get where you're going but the same It's hard to retell other people's jokes. But the same exact joke was on SNL. Michael Che told pretty much the same joke, and I was like, damn, I saw this three days ago. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's tough. It's and I'm not saying tough. he stole it. No, but people have the same idea. People know? have the same yeah, idea, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, it does make it difficult when you have to wait an entire week. I mean, that's that's a lot like when we talk about like headlines for BFFs, or I used to have like a little segment on my YouTube called T Talk. It's like I did T Talk. Yeah, you 2. were there 2 for a million it. views. I just looked at it. I just it was, saw it. It was a it was great hot. time. It yeah, was awesome, it was right? So when I was doing those videos, it's like I waited once a week. So anything that would happen, like sometimes I would go and post a video, and then that night a bunch of the drama or, drama or like stuff would happen. It's like, now I got to wait seven yeah. more days to go and talk about yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, how do I talk about that in the light that's going to be new and entertaining to people besides what they just saw all over their TikTok for you page for the last six days, Yeah, you know? So you do have to be really creative. You do have to change it up. You have, you've been through so much drama. Mm. <laughs> and you're only, you're only 21, dude. Only 21. You're only yeah. 21. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Um, like I'm, fi- dude, I'm 50. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> no, makes I, Dave, uh, Dave Portnoy feel better too. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not 40- far off though. <laughs> he's not far off from the 50 mark. Like he's, he's a lot closer to the 50 mark than he is far away from it. You know Demilio, what I mean? Demilio. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah. I feel like I just think like Sometimes I get very much in my head about time. Like, I feel like I'm someone that's very, very much like, I got to make sure that, yeah, I'm living in the present. I'm making the most of every day. I'm doing the, but I find that sometimes takes me out of living in the present in a way. Um, Talk more about that. What do you mean? I think, I think I just, I'm someone that really gets in my own head about being the best I can be. And I think sometimes that actually halts my capability of being the best I can be because I get so consumed in my own thoughts of thinking of the future that I'm neither living in the future or the present. Right. So you're living in this weird imagination land where you're thinking of all these possible outcomes. What could happen? You know, what happens if this happens or X, Y, and Z. So I just think like, I try to 
take a step back from that every once in a while and just like absorb what's all around me. You know, that's why I think it's good to like have people like my sister in my house right now is very able to keep me grounded. You know, she's known me my whole life. My sister, sister work with you. Yeah. She works with uh, me at Crosscheck right now. She's like yep. kind of out here doing a year off school, getting to experience LA. I mean, young, I think it's good to take a year and like find out who you she's are. Younger than you or older than you. She's younger than me. She's younger she, than you. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh she's a year, 18 months younger than me. So okay. So bit, not too half. far off, yeah, but still not close. an older sister that can give you good advice. Not necessarily. <laughs> she won't be able to, you know, maybe give me all the invite advice in the world, but what she is able to do is I think ground me. Mm. There's just something about, you know, she's known me since I was her, her, her whole life and she's known me since I was one so when she's talking to me it comes from a different place than someone else you know that's family yep. like that's someone that at the end of the day is always gonna have um what's best for me in mind mm -hmm. and she cares a lot about me we're really really close my whole family is really close so just having people like that around me I think kind of bring me back and like ground me again and be like all right yeah look look what you're doing like you're 21 years old like chill like you got time you're you're having fun, you're out in LA, you're getting to do what you love and you're getting to provide at the same time while doing that all. Like, what more could you ask for? You're very, very blessed. So I think I just try to like remind myself that every once in a while. Wow, that's good. That's yeah. good. You have anyone else around in your life that does that for you? I mean, yeah, I think everyone I try to keep around in my life does that for me. I think Chris does that for me. I think that my girlfriend Gabby does that for me. I think Anthony does that for me. I, I Everyone that, you know, is in my inner circle, Bryce, like everyone is able to bring something out of me and that's why I keep them around like mm -hmm. or that's why I'm I'm happy they have stuck around with me like mm -hmm. there's something about just those special type of people in your life that are you know Bryce is able to go and like make me forget about any problems like yeah we go out we just have fun and it's yeah. just a great time and it's like you cut loose and you don't worry about work you don't I'm not worried about views I'm not worried about likes I'm not worried about you know if this like brand is going to end up going through with the campaign we've pitched or is my like comedy sketch show going to be released on the date we have set out for it. It's just, you go out and have fun. Anthony, I'm able to chill and forget about everything. We just chill, relax, watch anime. It's the greatest time. My sister, we're joking <laughs> around talking about back in like school, like look at where we've come and where we are now. You know, Gabby's able to, we go out and it's like, I get to have someone that is so interested in my day and so interested about who I am and how I feel and all these things. So it's like those people all provide such a value. And do, does the, um, you make a lot of TikToks with Gabby. Does that ever mm. blow up in your personal life? No, I think. It's been, how long have you been seeing her? Um, I guess we've been dating now for like three months and a half, three and a half oh, months. Um, but we've, you know, been hanging out for Probably like six months, yep. half a year, but uh, okay. yeah, no, she. Where's she from? She's from Brazil, Rio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You been down there yet? I haven't been down there. God, I'm planning on it, but I haven't been down there yet. Definitely want to go. I want to go to the Carnival, do all that. They have some great festivities down in Brazil, so yeah, I want to participate. And, and so, one of the things that I would always, whenever I watch BFFs, what it like kills me. It's like you'll they'll be <laughs> you. You'll be, you know, doing the show. The show's good. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're commenting on everybody. And then all of a sudden, something will come up. And it'll be like you. Like, you're the, the <laughs> yeah. appetizer now. And yeah. suddenly, you're on the chopping block. And um, specifically, it was a clip that I was like, I saw it was like, it was your ex-girlfriend saying something like, um, you know, that you, she only did stuff. You, your relationship was just for views and oh, yeah, content. Yeah, and yeah. then you could see like, you know, you handled it really well. 
you answered the question really well. You're like, yeah, you know, that's the way it goes, blah, blah, blah. You were pretty diplomatic. But then I almost, as I watched it, I was like, oh man, I'm like, I bet that kind of like stung. Like I bet that kind of hurt. And he's, he's filming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, right? it's, it's tough when you're doing the podcast. And I think a big thing about BFFs is like, we leave a lot of it for the moment. Yep. Right. So it's like, we're not necessarily going through the sheet. I think in a lot of ways, they don't want me to see the sheet before I start the podcast. So they'll send it to me like as we're five minutes into the podcast, Yeah, um, which is always fun. But um, yeah, I think, you know, it's when you're seeing like drama like that, uh, like come out and this is my first reaction on it. I usually am going to try to be as like fair or whatever about it as I can. Like obviously, you know, emotion comes into play. So you start yeah. going in either direction. But at the end of the day, it's like, I think we were over the drama. I think we were over that like relationship drama so i was just kind of like yeah look it, it is what it is it's life like yeah. we're we're all moving on have you ever gotten a call from somebody that you talked about on bffs oh for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um <laughs> livy dunn was a big one what'd you say about her um it wasn't even what i said it was what markel said markel came on our podcast and he said how his interaction with livy dunn was not a great one and his first impression was that she was a little bit like snarky or a little bitchy or whatever it was and I, we were all like oh okay and like markel was definitely like joking with it and you could tell like even how he was talking like it was very playful it wasn't so much like attacking and he was like i think he even made a comment like you know if she said sorry i wouldn't care but it was just like what the heck i thought we were all cool um and then she started hitting him up and getting mad about it she ended up calling me and like saying like stuff about being like a fake friend and blah 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 and i was like hey like we can talk to Markel or we can talk about the clip and like try to figure it out. Or you can come on next week and state your opinion, you know, yeah, like yeah, whatever yeah. you want to do. Um, and I was trying to be helpful. And then she goes and like makes more comments and goes live and makes a video talking about um, how like I'm being two faced. And I was texting her while the podcast was going on about the Markel situation, trying to give her information to be her friend and then actually posted about her, which none of that was true. Like we texted about it a day or two days after the podcast had been filmed and recorded. So uh -huh. like she was just like kind of like going off and I think felt a little bit like threatened just because she was starting to blow up, she, you know, when she's probably experiencing first little bit of hate, she hadn't experienced that before. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we're, we're all past it now and we're all cool and good. Um, but yeah, I think people just get scared when they see, a little bit of drama circulating their name and they're not used to it. It's funny when you're new to drama. Yeah. Yeah. You handle it very differently. I, right. I had an assistant, um, and, uh, she would like, she started to go on Reddit oh. and, uh, and it was like, no, like, yeah, don't do that. Don't go on there. No, no. It's like worse <laughs> than Twitter. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh. And you know, it's bad when they're like picking her apart. She's just barely in my video or something or, yeah. you know, um, yeah, that's that's tough. It's an evil place, though, man. It really is, yeah. especially for for Livy too. That was a good point. What you said was like, if you're new to it, yeah, you're new to it, right? Like, it's, what, is, what is this? Like, all of a sudden, are, you have comments and people you don't even know telling you like you're a terrible person and how you should live your life and change for the better. And it's like, oh my god, what is going on? I tell you, when I used to do like, um, I know I'd make I would like make make vines or whatever mm. make make Instagram videos about like famous people or whatever or say something about someone on Twitter until you have someone do that to you once you have someone do that to you you're suddenly like oh like mm. it, I, I almost feel stupid admitting this but there was a point where I go oh my god like 
That's what it feels that's like. What, that's what it feels like. Right. That's what yeah. I've been doing to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. saying like, oh, I don't think this person's so great. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So now I don't really, I now I don't really talk shit about anybody, but because I know what it feels like. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I don't necessarily ever talk shit on people. I like to make fun of people, but I think those are two different things. Yes, but sometimes. It's all in like the light. And also I think like if you dish, you got to be able to receive as well. That's you know true. what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm someone that... I feel like there's a lot of people that, you know, will have an opinion on me or make videos about me or there's TikToks about me making fun about me and all that stuff. And I'm so fine with it. Like Bryce will make fun of me. I make fun of Bryce back, you know, like all of us are on BFFs making fun of each other. So for me, that's I feel a little like, different though. Cause you're friends with Bryce. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. if I were to make a, a TikTok about Jonah, like he knows I'm kidding. Well, maybe. He yeah. Won't, but yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think. I think, you know, there's been people that I don't know that have made videos about me and there's people that comment about me every day that I don't know. Yep. So and I'm, I'm chill with it. I'm not like going in my comments and attacking people. You never see me like responding to hate comments and being like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I, I don't really care. So yeah, 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 if, yeah. if people are going to dish on me, I'm going to make fun of everyone. Like, I just like, I think it's like people take everything way too seriously and it's better if we can all just laugh at ourselves. Yeah, it really is. No, none of us are perfect or none of us have like, know what we're doing exactly. Like everyone's figuring shit out and like stumbling and falling and tripping over themselves. Like it's a lot better when you're laughing on the way up, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Guys, today's podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, the one and only best ticketing app in the nation around the world. The one company that has been with me since the very beginning of this podcast, SeatGeek.com. Go check them out. SeatGeek is just an amazing ticketing app where you can get tickets to concert events, sporting events. You can do it all on SeatGeek. The service works great. You can get tickets to anything. You get the tickets fast. You get them right on your phone. And right now, SeatGeek has an incredible offer for first-time customers. Uh, if you use my code NASH, you're going to get $20 off your first order. Right off the top, Right off the top, 20 bucks off. Go get it. Go to the link in the description if you're watching this on YouTube and download the Seeky Gap and have it and make it a part of your life uh, because they've been a part of mine for so long. Use code NASH. Uh, that's SeekGeek.com. My thanks to SeekGeek for sponsoring this podcast. All right, so your sketch show. Yeah. What are you doing with that? Yeah, so that's been super exciting. Been working on that what feels like almost like a year. But um, how many sketches is it? It's going to be it's going to be 7 episodes total. There's going to be 5 episodes in every sketch, so 35 sketches. 35. Yeah, 35 That's a sketches. Lot. A lot of sketches. How long did it take you to shoot 35 sketches? Um, we started filming I think in I want to say like end of May, like or like Great. middle of May we probably started filming. Um, we took like a little break because I had travel in the summer, so there was like a month where we didn't film the sketches. I think maybe June it was. Yeah. Um, but uh July and August Super heavy, September, really heavy, and then uh, we're finishing up now. We're kind of coming to the end, so that's going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been an awesome, like, process to get to be involved in the creation of a project that's been such a passion of mine and something I've wanted to do for so long um, and get to be a part of it from, like, the writer's room all the way to giving notes on editing. It's the best, like, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. It's like, you get, to, you get to really see your vision come to life. You get to put all your input into it. And obviously, um, I had a lot of really amazing people helping alongside, like at Crosscheck. So yeah, it just, it was a really, really fun. I made a, I made a movie once. Or I made two movies, but one of them had like a, a bigger production. 
and just just like making decisions like that feels so great you're just like someone comes in they're like red or white you know yeah. like, and you're like ah red <laughs> and yeah. then they're like jason we're gonna show you the set and you're like oh yes 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 what do you think of this and and all that it's feel like, like a big dog yeah you feel like a feel big dog good. it's very intoxicating yeah 100%, yeah yeah and the movie tanked but oh, no, that's not <laughs> i mean maybe would make me feel like a little dog then <laughs> yeah um okay and then and then it'll be out next year uh this will come out in november in November, yeah, yeah. It's called so. Uh, it's called Read the Room. Read the Room. Yeah, great title. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's been really exciting. Obviously, um, got to bring in a bunch of people that were friends of mine. If that's you know in the social media lane, or if that's in the acting lane, or some people that are comics. Um, it, it's been really cool to get to just like pull a bunch of people from a, a bunch of different worlds. Who are your favorite cameos in the show? <sighs> We have some good cameos coming up, so, you know, stuff could get beat. But I really, really like the sketch we did with That's a Bad Idea. Um, these two guys, Curry and Cooper, uh -huh. they're awesome. Um, and they do a bunch of stuff on TikTok. They do sketches, and they're just killer, man. Oh, they're I so think funny. I know those guys. They're, they're so funny. They're so great to work with. They they just know how to be a good presence on set. Um and yeah, they were just so easy to work with. So amazing. We had like some technical difficulties with camera stuff where like um, we had a file go corrupt. So we had to reshoot like, and they're just like, yeah, sure. Whenever like, no, this happens. To that. Like they're just the best. So understanding. So it was awesome. Michael Bailing came in one, killed it. Um, we were talking about that a little bit before the podcast, yeah. the good doc, bad doc sketch I was talking about. Um, he came in and did a role that you had to get really angry, but still be able to play it in a fun way. And he did a, phenom a phenomenal job. Like he did a great job. So yeah, I'm really excited. Whitney came in for a podcast. It was good. It's going to be fun for a podcast. Or I'm on a podcast. My brains, I'm losing my, my head here. Um, Whitney came in for a sketch and it was great. Um, okay, cool. So November, read the room. Yep. Okay, we'll look for it. Are you still a big hockey fan? Yeah, for sure. Why, why isn't hockey bigger? Man, uh, the branding from the NHL, they just don't do a good job at getting their players to you know do what more I think, with the media. You know what I like, think it is? Tell me. I read once that hockey lost a lot when they put the helmets on. Helmets are a huge factor, for yeah. sure. But look at the NFL. Then I felt see yeah, that's true. And they all wear helmets. So there there is a part of that for sure. You know, where you walk down the street and you might see your favorite NHL player without recognizing him because he doesn't have that helmet on. So, you know, people have said like helmets you're covering up the face. That's how you recognize someone. Like how are you gonna be able to recognize someone without that? Um but there's also a point in like those post-game interviews when you have those guys talking about themselves in hockey you're kind of trained from a young age that it's all about the team and it's never about you it's like it's very much like you know i just gotta like someone could have scored three goals and had four assists and they're asking them about their game and they're like you know like i just uh, i just got to give it up to the boys they played a great yeah, game like yeah, uh yeah, the coaches yeah. the coaches set out a plan for us and we we executed on that plan i wouldn't have been able to put those pucks <laughs> in the net without my boys feeding me up in the perfect slot so uh hey. it's just like stuff like that you know what yeah, i mean they're yeah, never yeah. like yeah i'm the shit it's which more nfl of, guys do nba guys do more like, of a european take yeah it's like yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah, have yeah. that confidence because that's the, those clips that go viral that's where people attach themselves yeah. you know you need to have that Allen iverson cockiness to you like where in hockey, we're not seeing that. And we're starting to see some of it. Like, I think, like, Trevor Zegers was 
pretty great at like bringing a lot of attention to hockey with just like him pulling out like the Michigan, which is just like a crazy move and he scored a goal. Like there's just things like that, that, uh, helped the game. But uh, a lot of it was also like they, they went on a, like a strike when the basketball NBA and NHL were pretty much tied, um, in rate of growth, I believe. And this was like prior to 2000, like 2001, 2002. Yeah. This is before my time, but they were both growing and NHL might've even been a little bit quicker and they were kind of battling for that third slot of like the major league sports. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then NHL went into a strike or whatnot, um, a lockdown, and NBA shot up because everyone was like, oh. oh, we can't watch hockey this year. Oh, you think that's what happened? So then they started watching NBA. I mean, I think that's like a huge factor of it, right? Like everyone, like yeah. New York was becoming massive. Like everyone was like attached to the Rangers and the Islanders. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess we'll watch like the Knicks, yeah. you know? Like yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And then then it changed in the Nets. I like, think what you said is right. It's like, you know, that, that team mentality it's not the same. It's more like the American mentality of like me, 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 me. Yeah. But, but also, when, we, when you t- just go back to the helmets for a second, in the NFL, they do have helmets, yes, but there's there's a break in the action on TV to the point where you're, you're looking at like the drama of Tom Brady. You're getting moments mm-hmm. of like, Brady now, 27 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. He can, uh, you know, and you're, you're kind of, it's a, it's, it stops and it allows you to like emotionally attach yourself. Yeah. In slower football. pace and they're allowed to give you, like they get to give you those storylines. Yeah. While you're watching the yeah. game. Yeah. And hockey, you don't get, you just don't get it's, that. It's There's no break. It's such a quick pace game. So quick. It's such a quick pace game. That's why I always say like hockey is the best sport to go watch live. I don't think there's a better live that. sporting event hockey than NHL. Hockey is the best. The, oh. oh, it's unreal. It's so much fun. Like, you go to a live hockey game. You could have never watched hockey before in your life. Not watched one bit of it on TV. You go to a live game. Yep. You're going to become a hockey fan. I saw a shootout one night. <sighs> down in Compton. No. I saw a shootout one night in uh, at, at the Kings. Now, did they still do shootouts? Did they get uh, rid of that? Yeah. yeah, they do. They just don't do it in the playoffs. Uh, oh, so like, happened, oh, okay. Right, right, right. Because, like, they don't want... If you go and you win a playoff game from a shootout, it's like, well, that's not hockey anymore. That's yeah. like a guy going up against a goalie, yes, and it's like yes, yes. all in his hands, all in like how, it like you know, there's like skill that's involved in that, but not necessarily hockey. Like, mm. so they move to where, or, or it's been like that for a while, but it's just like twenty minute overtime. If you don't score, no one scores. Another twenty minute overtime. Another twenty minute overtime. Yep. Another twenty minute over until one team scores, and then it's over. Has it gone into multiple overtimes? Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah, like three? Yeah. I mean, so I like think six like the period? record is like, I want to say it's, I want to say it's like they played like the equivalent of like three hockey games or something like that in one night. It was okay, insane. And then last question, then I'll move off hockey. Why is, why is fighting still allowed? Because that's just, because <laughs> it's sick. It's awesome. Yeah. What? <laughs> There's nothing better than that, right? So you punch somebody in the NBA, you're suspended. Yeah. For three games or whatever. Yeah. In hockey, in like hockey, a there's a five-minute penalty. In hockey, gets, there's a guy on the team that's there just to fight. Yeah. And a bruiser. You see a lot less of that now. Like, they've definitely gotten away from someone. Like, before you could get into the league for just being a bruiser and being, like, a big boy who can hit and, like, you're good at getting guys off the puck. But, like, now you do need to have skill as well. Like, okay. there's not just guys in the league that are just, like, 
absolutely terrible at hockey, but, like, they can just fight. Like, you still do need to be a good enough hockey player. And yes, there are some guys that are in the league because they're bigger and they can hit and, like, you know, they do have that bruiser kind of mentality. But they've definitely stepped away from what it was. Like, now, like, if you take off your helmet to fight, it's added. Like, there's added penalty to that. Uh -huh. So, like, it, like, where before every fight was helmet, gloves off, and you go, right? right. So, like... There's just like there's been some changes to try to make it safer and whatnot, but if you take the fighting out of hockey, like you're taking hockey out of hockey, like that doesn't make any sense. Like what are you doing? So you got to keep it in. You got to keep it in. It's bizarre they haven't gotten rid of it. Like you I, would think, and I know why the league hasn't gotten rid of it because it's it, it is one of the things it, that like it makes like people want to puts hockey, you know, like yeah. a little bit in a different realm. Like you're allowed yes. to just drop the gloves and fight in this sport. What other sport is like that? You know, yeah, like no, there no. are none. There no. are none. So no, not, that that's just not that's golf, the best part. No. Not ping pong. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm close to fighting people in golf a lot, but you can't. You can't. You like to golf? Love to golf. Yeah. Golf doesn't love me though. It's a very frustrating. It's a tough sport, man. It's very a tough sport. It's frustrating. Did you watch the Tiger Dog? I didn't actually know. You watch it. Yeah, good. You know what's great about it is I didn't know I didn't know how great he was. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I knew he was great, but he was like the same things that Michael Jordan did in like clutch situations. Oh, he's Tiger Tiger did as well. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, I mean, the best golfer I yeah. feel we've ever seen. And the story is so great because it's like you know, his father had him out there at three years old. And his father just like I don't know what your relationship is like with your father, but really good. But mine is, you know, I love my father. Oh, I'm sorry, I just flexed on you, and I went really good. My bad. <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry, my dad loves me, dude. <laughs> What's your dad like? Uh, he's great. Well, let me clean this up. Yeah, because my you... dad's watching. I love yeah, my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. my dad, but he was tough on me. But go fair, ahead. What's fair. your dad like? Um, my dad. I mean, he's great. He's. I would say he was tough, but he wasn't like abusive you know no, no. he wasn't he wasn't but he was tough bad. on you he was, he was tough but like because he, he knew he knew what i was able to do he knew what like In what way was he tough on you i think it was just like you know he was a coach oh so like he coached you in hockey coached me in hockey he would like often not want to be the head coach of my oh, team that, though. that is the worst setup for a child and son yeah the dad's the coach yeah there's right? no way to win it's it's hard it's a unless the one. kid is like phenomenal phenomenal the best in yeah. the world and it's not even close like you yeah. know what i mean but um no my dad because of that setup would purposely i feel like a lot of the times not end up being my head coach like he'd be an assistant coach mm -hmm. on the team right so like he was able like because he, he also really wanted to be involved in what i did like my parents were just super supportive as well yeah. like in everything i did they wanted to be there and rally for me which was amazing um but yeah i mean this guy had me you know i was two years old three years old Probably like three years old, but it was before I'd started going to school and like we were in my room and he was having like the 12 by 12 math. He, my dad's a math teacher. He's a calculus teacher. We'd have the 12 by 12 uh, multiplication tables out and I'm like having to memorize every single one, you know, and then it was like I'm going at, to hockey in the morning at like probably like wake up at 4, 4.30 a.m. Yep. to get on the ice before, which it sucks. We did all this work and it didn't pan out at all. My bad, dad. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. You just didn't have the genetics to pass on to me. This is more on you than me. How good but, were um, you? How good were you? I was very all right. Okay. Yeah, like I was just okay at Did hockey. you play high school? Uh, no, I didn't play high school. By the time I'd gone to high school, I feel, one, I was like playing more lacrosse. Yeah. I'd like, like kind of moved more into lacrosse. And then... Um, also, I think I just like social media started taking over so much. Yeah. I was like, 
focusing so much on that, doing so much with it, that there were a lot of times where I was like, I had to pick what I was going to do. Like, it was like, I don't have time to play on a lacrosse team and a hockey team and then do, like, other high school sports and then also do my social... Like, it was just like, I'd have, like, one has to go. When was the first time you made money on social media? Was it the live streaming? Yeah, I was live streaming. I On Musical.ly? Yeah, on Musical.ly, went live, like these like emojis to me were just like popping up on the screen. I was like, what are these? And like, people yeah. were like, Oh, they're gifts. And I was like, Oh, thanks. And yeah. I, you know, I didn't think like money was being sent. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Oh, dope. And then the live stream ended. I didn't go live for a while. Um, actually like kind of stopped posting was just like affecting my high school life a lot. Like, and I had started high school kind of when I started social media or I started social media just before starting high school. So, you know, like going to social media or going to high school, being the only kid that does social media in your own own town, it wasn't like very popular musically. It's not like I was doing like cool videos, you know. So <laughs> that was tough. Um, and I was just like, all right, maybe I just want like a regular high school. Like I'm gonna stop doing yeah. this. And did you get shit for it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Really? Um, and like, fair enough. I probably would have shit on the kid that was doing it too if I wasn't <laughs> doing it. Like you know. Um, and so I ended up. Going back and looking at my account, thinking, like, maybe I could, like, sell my account, make, like, $1,000 or something, right? Like, right. maybe I could do that. Um, and I, like, log into my account. I end up going live one more time just for jokes. And someone was like, did you know that gift I sent you way back when was money? And I was like, what? And I, like, end my live and I go to thing and I had, like, $100 sitting in my wallet on, on Musical.ly Live. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> who's the breadwinner now mom and dad who's the breadwinner now so 100 bucks to a 14 year old kid oh, or whoever like, is insane mm, 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 right? i am rich dude <laughs> so i was like fuck selling this shit this is a gold mine like right so i started going live and i started posting again and um yeah it's like the rest is history essentially and then did you finish high school no i you didn't i went into online school for my senior year um and very quickly into my senior year like i knew i was moving to la that year and that's why i went into online school we were starting sway yeah it was all in that time so um i went into online moved out to the sway house you knew what the sway house was like you think i was doing online school while i was in the sway house yeah because you were only i was 17 you were when we 17 started you started so the sway house? i like there was like there was no way in that think? environment I was logging into school at yeah, seven yeah, yeah. in the morning and what, like, what, oh let me get my classes done. I just didn't finish, What did but. you think when someone called you and they were like, We're gonna make a place a thing called the Sway House? It's not a boy band, but it's like a boy band, but it's you guys are content creators. Yeah, I mean, no one really called me because like we were the ones that came up with the idea. Oh, you came up with the idea. Yeah, it was like me and like well, Bryce sorry. and all of them were all living in the house together um, at Bryce's old house in, I think it was like Glendale or something like that. Um, we, I had finished tour, although like Anthony, Jaden, Griffin, all of those guys were on the tour. They just finished with me and like some of them went home. Some of us stayed in LA for a little bit to like just hang out. And I knew Bryce not very well. DM'd him. I was like, yo, dude, I need to order some weed. I know no one in LA. Can I like order it to your house and come pick it up? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, sick. So DM'd him, said that, went to his house. I was like, I have a couple of homies with me. They cool to pull up. He was like, yeah, come through. So he went over, started like just like hanging out, talking, making videos. He was kind of like, you know, I think a little bit, 
we were younger than him by a couple of years. We were like the new kids on the block in a way. Yeah. He had like been big on musically, but like musically had kind of went away. He was like doing a little bit of YouTube stuff. So I think he was like sussing us out a little bit and was like, I right, we're gonna throw a party here tonight. You guys wanna you guys wanna party? He was like trying to see if we could hang, like all this right. stuff, right? And then we like all got pretty close over the span of like a week and just started like we were like staying at Bryce's and like living there. We were all making videos together every single day. We were like getting Bryce to make a new TikTok account. That's the account he uses today. We were like make a new account, like it'll help. Like just like restart. We'll like all make videos together. And we were kind of just all like, why aren't we doing this full time? Like let's right. just like live together. Like some of the boys in LA were looking for a new place. We were like, fuck that. Let's just all move in together. Yeah. And go start this with the Talent X management company that was going on at the same time that we were like founding and everything. So that was that was kind of the story of sweat. Damn. Yeah. So you helped Bryce. Well, I think we all helped each other. Yeah, y'all. You know, like I think that there was like an importance of all of us like kind of coming together. Like me and Anthony and Jaden and Griffin had all just come off the tour, all like we're like pretty like trending at the moment on social media, but you know, we didn't know LA for shit. Yeah. We didn't know like the people out here. So like we were able to come out, we were able to meet Bryce. Bryce was kind of able to, to introduce us to a lot of like, just like the LA lifestyle and like the nightlife and stuff, which there is importance to that. Like, and just like getting to know people and getting to know like, did you have kind a of the click ID? and whatnot? Uh, no, I never really had a fake. I had Bryce's old ID for a while that I would use. Did it work? Yeah. Yeah. But I, a lot of the time people would be like, <laughs> dude, I, I know who you are. And I'd be like, it's no and they would be like yeah that's really funny. like you have the podcast with dave i watch it and, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then what would happen and then they'd be like are you gonna be cool in there if i let you in tonight and I'll be like, i was like yeah and then he was like okay and then like, that's usually what would happen and then dave hits you up and you start bffs or you hit dave up um he tweeted about me from drama he was like why are these wiggle dickers on my my what was just what were you saying about Dave Portnoy? Um, it wasn't even about Dave. We were just trending from the diss track me and Bryce made. I think oh, right. Was. Yeah. All I right. think that's what the drama was. And then me and Dave started talking about it on Instagram Live. Um, we kind of got together after that, just saying, like, we should do some more stuff. Like, this worked really well. We had a lot of people watching the live. It's like 80,000 concurrence or something like that. And it was like an Instagram Live of just us guesting out of the blue. Like, so did well. We were like, all right, let's like turn this into a show where like we talk about the drama every week and I can like fill you in and you can give your opinion. Like I think people will really like that. So that's that's really Damn. how it like came to be. But Damn. And are you doing stuff with Barstool now too? Um, yeah, like we I mean, besides the podcast as of like right now, we, we don't have anything else like slated. Mm -hmm. But um we've definitely like talked with Barstool just about, you know, different opportunities or how like even like BFFs can become like a bigger thing, bring that on the road or mm -hmm. like right now we're working on hiring like someone that's like solely for BFFs at Barstool. Like mm -hmm. that would be their job just because like it's getting to a point where we kind of need that. Like we're having a guy that's handling all of Dave's stuff and then BFFs and then another show like BFFs has gotten big enough in its own right where it like kind of needs someone that's just like day to day on BFFs. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Damn. That's pretty, it's, it's like it's like a pairing that you would never ever 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 think. But, yeah, but like hats off to you to to be able to recognize like you know that it would work. I think when you're able to make people say what the fuck, 
<laughs> that works often you know like when it's one of those combos that people don't expect they're intrigued by it like quite yeah. a bit like and that's what the general population's like reaction was when they saw me and dave get teamed up together they were like yeah. what the fuck why is this 18 year old teaming up with this 43 year old or whatever he was at the time to do this podcast like yeah, right after they're not even in the same demo lane at all. This doesn't make any sense. Like, like Dave's fans were shitting on me at the start. Like my fans were shitting on, yeah. Dave. and then you watch, and there's this like every week we'd post a podcast, and you know there'd be a couple people on Dave's side that'd be like, "All right, this this Josh guy <laughs> seems pretty chill. Actually, he seems like a normal dude. Like, I could right. like drink a beer with him." And and then like you know some of the people on my side were like, "Oh, Dave's actually hilarious. Oh my god, he's a Swifty. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying?" Yeah. So it was like. People started kind of coming to the middle where, like, everyone realized, like, yeah, this is a great pairing. Right after you guys started, someone pitched me to do a, a podcast with Bryce. Oh, okay, and, yeah. And I, I would have done it, but I, I had views with David, but I would have totally done a podcast with him. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we would have talked about. <sighs> Who's your favorite guest on BFFs so far? <sighs> Ever? Theo Vaughn was Vaughn, funny. Yeah. Theo Vaughn. I was just, yeah. Like Theo Vaughn was great. He was good. Um, there was like there was just a good flow that day. I think. Yeah. Like, also, that was an awesome one because like the guest was with me in LA, and yeah. then Dave and Bree were together. So I think it worked where it was like two people with two people instead of sometimes like if the guest is in New York with Dave and Bree, and then I'm in LA. Yeah. It's very much like, hey, guy, I think that. All right. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, hard because yeah, yeah. like you're in a flow of conversation with two other people. You're not necessarily looking up at the screen all the time. Like, yeah. you know, or like, you don't, you forget, you're just in the conversation. You forget there's like a fourth person. Um, now, you know, I'm good enough at like making my voice loud and I can like cut in. But I think when we have like a two and two split, it just works really well. Or when we're all together. So we did a bunch of podcasts in Miami when it was the Jake Paul in like, I want to say like, uh, like Austin McBroom and Bryce maybe fight time. Yep. Like when all those fights were going on in Miami, we did like six or seven in-person podcasts back to back to back. And th those were really good. Th those yeah. were really good, great days. All those podcasts performed really well. Like I think there's something about us all being in person together that people really like as well. Um, so yeah, anytime we do them in person, they're they're always my favorite. And what's your relationship like with Dave like outside of the podcast? Are you Are you close or is it like... Like, a, is he just, like, too old to hang out with? Oh, no. We've, like, hung out and stuff before. You know, it's... Because like, I always see on the podcast, you always make a thing about, like, you'll go do something with Brianna and leave Dave out. Yeah, I don't think we necessarily <laughs> leave Dave out. I think there was a point Which, where we on, invited man. him to so many things, and he said no, that we were like, all right, this this guy doesn't want to do these types of things. Is he the guy that gets invited, doesn't go, and then complains that he, he wasn't there? Get, oh, no, he's the guy that, like... Always says no to the invite, and then when he doesn't get invited, he complains because he wants the chance to reject your invite. You know, <laughs> see, he I wants see. to be able to shoot oh, down the invite. Really twisted. He wants to be able to feel like he's a part of it. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I think um, I think like we like we've done our like we've all went to eleven before together and like went 11. to a club. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we've like done dinners. We've done just like done stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we've we've all like kind of kicked it. All right. Well. What would you say out there to anybody watching? Giving get any words of inspiration before we go? Words of inspiration. I'll tell you. You seem like you're uh destined for where you are. Oh. 
You know what I mean? You were, you, you were making shirts when you were 10. Yeah. You were giving, making head. What do you call it? Giving um, head. I, I don't think I referred to doing anything head? of that. It's called cross sticks. The what? Stringing the head. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, you were making, la- <laughs> yeah, you were yeah, making yeah, lacrosse yeah. sticks when you were 13. Sticks. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. Making, um, making the mesh. Sounds like your parents did a good job. Yep. They and, did a great um, job. And what do they think now? Um, they won the lottery ticket, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, they're super happy. They're super. Did you buy them a house yet? No, I got to buy my ha- myself a house still. Wait, which one do you do first? Your parents or you? <laughs> oh, me, it depends right? how. It's my money. It depends how guilty you are. I'm not that guilty. Okay, yeah, yeah. So then you. It's my money, right? Like set myself up, then them. They can live in my house until I get them a house. Dude, yeah. you're 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 such an impressive uh, person, man. At such a young age, you've done so much. Thank you. You uh, you have such a good head on your shoulders, and you seem to not ever get ruffled. Yeah, I try my best. And uh, my hat's off to you, dude. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you, you for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. What this else are you What else are you excited about? Um, got anything coming? Are you gonna Are you gonna act? Yeah, uh, I think November tenth is the date of release for show. Dream Scenario. Um, it was a movie that I had a small role in with A twenty four. Yeah, and it was like me, Nicholas Cage is the star of the film. Yeah, Noah Centineo met him there. He actually, me and him, like play across from each other in the film. You had a scene with um, Noah Centineo. It was me, him, and Nicholas Cage. Actually, no way. The and then yeah, how'd that go? Were you it, nervous that day? For sure. I yeah. mean, come on. Like, I'm going in with people that are like, you know. They, Did you have an acting this. coach? Um, yeah, I went to class for, I probably started going to class like two years ago. Yeah. Maybe like a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. Uh, two years ago now. You like sure. class? Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I've not been going to class for the last like two, three months probably because of this sketch show that I've been shooting. Yeah. Like, class was on like Wednesday nights, every single night, same time. So... You know, they're not going to move the class around for me. And I had to schedule some of my shoots on that day. So it was just like, I was just like paying for a seat that I wasn't even occupying in that class. And I was like, all right, like I'll let someone else get the seat in that class. And right. I'll focus on the show. Um, but no, dude. Yeah. Doing the the movie was, was really, really cool. Obviously, A24 is phenomenal yeah. and absolutely kill it. So that's really, really exciting. Um, it's gotten some great like reviews and press from like doing kind of like the uh film festival syndicate and like just doing that they were just did the toronto film festival um so yeah it's Dude, a it's scene exciting. with nicholas cage it's exciting i i really I, I was just really excited for that like role in general like getting to do like a little small thing is really fun i think and like kind of getting to you know get my feet wet and whatnot yeah. um and then also this november we have the sketch show coming out so a lot of cool things. Dude, Moving more awesome. into like that that lane, hopefully for like the rest of my life. It's yeah. what I love to do. Do so, more acting. Yeah, sketch shows. Yep. All right. Read the room, November tenth. Read the room. We don't have a date. Oh, essentially yet. Up. Read the room, November tenth. November tenth, dream scenario. That's what it was. November tenth, dream scenario, and then read the room sometime in November. Yep. Josh, thank you so much for being here, dude. You're the best. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll see you next time. Peace. Bye, guys. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct. 
murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.